listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello there, and welcome to All Things Therapy. <coughs> Pardon me, I am Lisa Tahir, your host, and this is my last episode of 2021. I had that awareness just a couple of hours ago as I was thinking about my show and my guest, who is a personal friend that I want to share with you all so you know about her work and can access her. I'm going to bring her on in a few minutes, a few moments, yet I just want to take this opportunity to let you know that there is energy present and my guest can speak even more deeply to this with the concluding of the year 2021 the beginning of 2022, and a beautiful new moon in Capricorn this weekend that is the perfect energy to support manifesting <coughs> the intentions that we have, the things we want to carry forward from 2021, as well as releasing what we'd like to leave behind us. And I encourage you to take some time over the next 48 hours to quietly sit and write out some of those intentions that you intend to manifest for yourself. Some things just for you. I think it's really important to take that time of reflection and writing at the end of each year and the eve of a new year to really solidify in written form those things and set that paper somewhere <coughs> that you'll be able to come back to next year at the end of 2022 and see what's happened. Because when you set your attention upon your intentions and utilize the energy of the universe, of universal mind, of source energy, my guest will be speaking to this today. It is an energy that supports the manifestation and physical reality, our three-dimensional world. And <clears throat> I want you to experience those things that you desire. I will be doing that tomorrow night and I encourage you to take some time out for yourself as well. This is episode 281. And if you're interested in working with me, simply go to my website, which is nolatherapy.com. It stands for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy. NOLA Therapy is also how you find me on social media, at Instagram, my YouTube channel, my Facebook. I'd love to connect and work with you. So reach out. And like, let's follow each other and <clears throat> collaborate and communicate and really set some beautiful intentions. Go big for 2022. Imagine if there were no limitations because truly there aren't in the quantum field. Who would you be? What do you want? What would really light you up from the inside out? And let's bring that forward in 2022. With that, I'm gonna switch gears. I am delighted that my last guest of this year is a friend and someone I want you all to know. We are with Ilaria Bordignon. She is the owner of balancethelight.com. I'd love you to have her website to follow up during the show or after. And Ilaria is an intuitive, empathetic sound healer. We're gonna talk more about exactly what that means. And she channels the energy of source the divine, universal mind through her sound healings, which I have attended in Long Beach, California and love. I cannot say enough about 
the powerful transformation that happens in her setting as she is the instrument through which this energy flows through into the instruments she plays, as well as through the aura readings and clearings, past life regression work, acupressure, massage, and tantric energy release, among other modalities that Ilaria utilizes in her practice. And I just welcome you, Ilaria. Thank you for taking your time out today to be with us. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa, for having me. You're welcome. How are you this afternoon? I'm good. I'm just enjoying warm tea. Um, and it's rainy and cold outside, so we're all snuggling up. Valentina, my cat, might join us in a little bit. She'll probably sit up here, so she'll she'll put out some good energy as well. Valentina is lovely. And so I want to jump in because we have a lot of topics that we're going to continue in the next year when I have you back on. Just to start, you know, you've been really transparent and open about growing up Anglo-Italian as a man, and you have navigated except your gender harmony. And I wonder if you can talk to us about that journey and what it was like living as a part of diverse cultures and navigating your own gender identity in those settings. Well, um, the the Italian and British cultures, one, you know, one could see one is reserved and the other one is flamboyantly open. Um, and the duality of the gender was very similar to that for me. Um, initially, I was raised as a female. Um, my mother believed I was a girl in the womb. And she even had a girl's name for me. Um, but when I was born, genetically male, gender male, um, it was very confusing because my body shape was very feminine. And I later found out um, that I had a chromosomal imbalance. So part of me grew female and part of me grew male. Um, but back then, they didn't know what that was. So pretending to be the male, reserving, like the British culture, reserving myself, hiding my feminine side in my young adult life. And then the Italian side, which is, you know, to be genuine, to be yourself. Uh, that bloodline really sort of kicked in. And I realized that I could not hide my gender duality anymore. And I had to embrace the feminine. But I did never really let go of the masculine. And this was the harmony that I think we can all achieve because everybody has masculine and feminine qualities within them. And embracing and accepting both of them, yes, it goes against the norm of society's stereotypes. Blue for boys, pink for girls. The man works, the woman stays at home, you know, 50s sitcoms, the works. But this, this, this old school of thinking is nothing more than a, an entrapment of guilt and control. When you embrace the masculine and feminine, as I did, mm -hmm. you become liberated, free, and balanced. And there's my cat. There she is. Hi, Valley. <laughs> Imaria, did this journey draw you or lead you to wanting to understand 
in psychology. I'm curious how your this personal life experience intersected with becoming a healer and, and wanting to go deeper into psychology. Right. Yeah. Um, because it was a profound journey within, and it invoked having an innate courage to face one's fears, to face one's oppressions. The mindset of doing that really allowed me to um, express myself on a deeper level. Now, my parents, very strict um, Catholics. Okay. Um, and, you know, the Italian culture is not that um, ideally accepting of transgender people um, in the family world. But that's changing, it's changing now. But the journey of resistance um, and then liberation echoed into my psyche to uh, reach deeper self. And when did that emerge with you? Ah, well, um, this was an interesting turn of events. Um, there's always been a reasonable psychic ability on my mother's side of the family. My great-great-aunt had it. My mother had it. Um, you know, there, there were times when she would just call me and say, "What's you've been doing this, you've been doing that, what's going on here? And she'd know what's going on in my world. And I felt that even at a very early age that we all had an intuitive connection with one another, very much like a, a mother has a connection with a baby. Mm. They can communicate without words and know exactly what they're saying to each other. And as we grow, we learn to speak and we forget about this ability. But for somehow in my family line, we retain it. So as I entered puberty, and I was sprouting, you know, a couple of inches every year. Um, I was very surprised that I was able to see colors around people. Um, and I didn't know what it was, but, you know, I was seeing, oh, blue, yellow, green, gold, purples. And, and, and for some odd reason, I thought everybody could do that. Um, I thought it was normal, normal. Um, but I, I didn't tell anyone about it because I wasn't sure of that. So um, one day we were at a church gathering and there was a newly ordained Jesuit priest. And I thought, well, maybe he knows what this is all about. So I, I walked up to him and um, I said, you know, excuse me, but what are all these colors that I see around people? And he took a step back. And he said, you can see those? And I wow. went, yes. Doesn't everybody? And he went, no. And I went, oh my gosh, I'm a weirdo. All right, here we go. I'm a freak. So I was just about to walk away from him. And he reached out and held my, held my arm and stopped me from walking away. And he explained the pyramidical structure of the colors from the darkest darks at the base of the pyramid leading up to the golden light of enlightenment, purity mm. and light. 
And I thought this was wonderfully fascinating. Um, but then he did something quite profound. He said to me, can you see my color? I said, yes, it's a bright golden color. And he said, can you see yours? And I said, yes, it's a luminescent blue. And he said, good. Then he took a breath and I could see his aura expanding out, coming towards me and entering my chest and my heart, mm. spreading my aura out. And I felt this overwhelming sensation of, of pure love. And it took my breath away. And, and we were just standing there, you know, and everyone else was around us. But we had, it was like the world went quiet. And this moment felt like it was an eternal moment. And then he slowly retracted his golden aura away from me, and my blue aura closed again around my heart chakra. I didn't know it was a chakra back then, but it closed around my heart. And yeah. then he looked at me very closely, and he said, that's how you heal people. Wow. And I was blown away. But mm. it taught me in that one moment what my gift was and the beginning of it and how I should, the rest of my life was just panned out from that moment. Thank you for sharing this story. It's beautiful. I really feel it. I feel into your experience and how powerful that was and continues to be in how you live your life today. Yes. Yes. So yeah. do we always... If, like, are you always able to see the color, like, for instance, of my aura? I know we're always projecting energy based upon our mood and our thoughts and that vibration and frequency. I'm hearing translate to a, a color. Is that accurate, Ilaria? Uh, yes, there are many um, facets to the colors, which I, I learned over the years. Um, in answer to your first question, out of politeness, I learned to uh, close my third eye chakra and not look at someone's aura without permission. Um, only, yeah, only because it gives me uh, a lot of information about someone that they may not want to reveal. Mm. So, um, if someone asks me, oh, can you see my colors? Can you see my aura? Um, then yes. Um, I take that invitation. I open my third eye chakra open my heart and I see you see the aura with feeling mm. something you, you can see like a, an image even though there's a, a, a Russian uh, photographer Kalerian who invented a camera that can actually take pictures of it now mm. um, but I get the ability to look at it um, and you're right the colors do reflect mood um, mm -hmm. someone is centered, feeling love energy, feeling mm -hmm. enlightened, feeling empowered, their aura just glows. And when they're feeling sad or depressed or tired, the aura diminishes. And the different colors, everyone has primary color. And I, I, did, I did take a peek at yours, by the way. So if you want to know if, if you would like to share, I give permission if you'd like to share during the show what you see. Sure. Okay, well, you have, you have a primary color, which is a lovely green, which is a very good earth tone, connected to Mother Gaia, our earth planet. 
Um, there are other luminescent colors in there as well. There's a little bit of blue and some yellows in there as well, uh, which denotes enlightenment. Um, I, they have multiple layers and the outer layers show the personality. The deeper layers uh, where I look a little closer can show uh, the person's uh, if they have any illnesses or any chakra blockages or any issues. Um, then I usually get an interpretive feeling. Say for instance, um, some of my clients, a lot of women clients have blockages in their sacral chakra. Mm. In, in our society today, you know, women have been treated somewhat badly and you can usually see you know, any physical uh, echoes of pain or trauma that can be in certain areas of the aura. And then I get an intuitive interpretation of what they are. So it's, it's a very unique picture of a person. You know, Iloria, as you're speaking, I, I had it written to kind of ask you later on, but this might be a moment to, to talk about the way that you work with, with women and tantric energy therapy and particularly to heal their, their sexual expression is what I'm imagining of themselves. And I know you shared with me that you had a lingerie design house and I don't want to mispronounce the beautiful Italian. And I was wondering if, when you share about your line, did that help you connect with wanting to help women heal their sexuality? And, and if there's a connection there for you between your lingerie line and, and this intimacy work that you do with women? Yes, um, it, it really did because we, as, as females, we uh, we tend to put on lingerie not for us but for our partner. Mm. And carezza intima, intimate caress in Italian, was lingerie that was designed purely for you to wear and enjoy for yourself so that you can feel good and then share that good feeling either with yourself or with another. Yes. And you're not wearing it for them, you're giving them the gift of your energy. Now, I, I, the lingerie business itself right now is kind of in sleep mode because I realized something quite profound. Um, I met uh, an intuitive tarot reader and the, the business was struggling and of course it's high in lingerie uh, I mean when you have these such delicate fabrics they feel amazing on the body you know and you take time to sew them perfectly and tailor them to fit the individual person's shape um, but god do they feel good uh, <laughs> but you know she told me she said I understand what you're doing you're trying to heal people through allowing them to feel good. Mm -hmm. But she mentioned something, she said it will be a better success for you if you nurture your path as a healer first and then incorporate the lingerie afterwards. So I decided to switch tracks and focus more on the healing energy. And the lingerie can come again. Of course it can. I love that. Yeah. I think I'd love to yeah, I, I just see those being integrated in such a beautiful way. 
beyond the body, like the body and spirit and mind. And like you said, sharing the gift of your energy with a partner and with yourself. How beautiful that is the essence, I think, of aligned, healthy sexuality, like combining spirituality with it. Indeed, yes. Uh, it is the, the tantric goal. A lot of people think that the, uh, you know, tantra is just a sexual expression. It is so much more than that. It is allowing all of the chakras to flow. All yeah. of them, not just the sacral and sexual chakras, but all of them to be united in an energy flow that you celebrate in a spiritual manner. And you exude your, your, your beauty. And that, that tantric energy could be in anything. It could be whilst walking in, in the forest, looking at a tree and blending with nature. Or it could be in dance, or ecstatic dance, where we just move our bodies and just enjoy the energy flows coming towards us. It doesn't have to be completely sexual. It's sensual. It's a sensual celebration of all the modalities of, of, of who we are and honoring ourselves. And I hear, I hear you saying, and you know, give, to give ourselves permission to bring that everywhere, that full expression of ourselves everywhere. Absolutely, yes. We, when we walk in this energy and we, we we're out shopping or something or even in business or in the office, one of the things that in my teachings is for is for everyone to maintain this beautiful glow where your aura is bright, it's strong, you're expressing the tantric energy also allows you to remain calm and stress-free, yet energized and aware of your surroundings and what you're doing. It allows you to have fun in everything that you do. Yeah. And, 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 and just exude this and, and people look at you when when you exude this energy you, you're always smiling when you do this everybody smiles when you when you have the tantric energy and the chakras are aligned because you're glowing and so it is our is our journey to to maintain that glow uh, because it keeps us young it keeps us beautiful it keeps us loving yes i feel that so I want to ask you, it's kind of two questions in one. So you can start with where we need to start and then flow into the other one. I'm curious about what has been the most healing universal energy for you and how is it that you channel it? The most healing energy for me. Hmm. Now that's a difficult question. Um, or are there maybe a more? Uh, are there different energies that you choose to channel based upon the type of healing you're doing with someone? Maybe that's a better question, a better way to phrase it. Yes, um, indeed. Um, you know, the the healing energies are really a combination, um, and are um, there for the person healed. And so really how, what I do is when I read a person's energy, I kind of cherry pick the healing modalities 
that is suited to them to receive. Some um, people have more of a psychological need to heal past traumas from more of a mental perspective. Okay. Others have more of a physical need and a physical healing to clear that blockage. Um, and they usually latch onto one or the other more so than um, initially. But when I continue with the healing modalities, I blend them all because the okay, mind yes. and spirit are all connected. Yeah. Are you hearing a beep? Yes, I can take care of that. You just give me a second. Of course, please take your time. Yeah, let me just uh, sort that out. Yeah, no worries. For those of you either listening or viewing on a video streaming platform, I'm Lisa of All Things Therapy, and I'm with Iloria Bordignon of BalanceTheLight.com a healer in many different modalities, and we are discussing her work today. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. So how do you channel? How does it, I'm curious how it feels when that energy comes through you. If, if it's similar to when you describe being younger and sharing your, your, <coughs> your field, your energy field with the priest and, and now having done this for so long, having more of a masterful hand at it. I'm curious to know, and for our listeners, what this feels like for you and what is happening in those healing sessions? Well, in every, in any healing session, um, the first thing I always do, and this is a, a meditation which I can teach anybody, um, is to take a breath and take a moment to completely align the chakras to ensure that all energy is flowing. So this starts can start from the crown chakra or the root chakra. And when I open up the root chakra, which is at the base of the spine, it's like roots of a tree coming out and connecting myself to the earth energy. You know, kind of like the movie Avatar, you know, where you saw the yeah. forest communicating with itself. That, that's how you reach into Gaia energy. And you just allow that to flow up just a little bit. And then I open my crown chakra to divine universe. Now, the divine universe has so much inspirational and intuitive guidance available to us when we connect our spirit and soul energy to it. And we, I like to bring that down and then bring up the earth energy through the chakras into the heart, throat, and third eye. So every chakra is, is, is illuminescently glowing. Yes. And then I look and read my clients or the, the people who join me in sound baths and feel instinctively what they need, what, they, what their journey is requiring. And then I really open up the crown chakra and if there are any spirits or angels present or, or ancestors or, or people that have passed away that are looking down upon that person and they may whisper emotionally into my ear, 
and ask me to ask them things. Yes. And uh, or to say she or he needs a little help with this or that. So it's the accumulation of really opening yourself up to all of the energies and allow them for the uh, whilst at the same time reading the energy of the person I'm working with, looking at their reactions. I mean, everything, body language, eye contact, motion, aura, energy, all of it is a wealth of knowledge. Yes. And basically bring it all together and the words just start flowing or the healing energy starts happening. And, and it's this accumulation of multiple facets that really gives you the intuitive healing ability. Yeah, and I've been witness of and experienced this, everything you're talking about from attending your sound baths in your beautiful garden and the way that you will use the instruments, the crystal bowls and the other instruments to kind of build up to a moment in the healing and then come back down from it. And then the time afterwards where you'll share the intuitions you've received and the awarenesses for each of us. And it's been such a beautiful and wonderful experience that I want listeners to be able to have that with you. And um, I'm curious, if you, you know, will you define for us being an intuitive empathic healer, what that really means for someone watching and listening and curious? The, the, the key is the empathy. Um, because it really opens up the heart. So empathy is caring, not just for others, but also for yourself. The intuition um, is the divine inspirational words and thoughts that flow through you. And of course, the healing modalities are expressions. A lot of the energy flows out of my hands when I'm doing healing energy. Um, I can focus and hone the shape of my aura into awesome balls of energy in my hands. Mm. Channeling and fueled by the universal energy. So when I'm doing Reiki or quantum touch on someone, a lot of people say, are you touching me right now? I feel your hands on me. And I'm like, no, they're about 10 inches away. Wow will feel that energy on their skin, on their body, and it's like they're being touched by me, but I'm generally mm. way. So it, it is a combination, the, the intuition, the love. Love is the key. I cannot stress it anymore. You talk love about that, the, yes. Yes, it's the purest, purest of truthful energy. It has no lies. When you're in pure love, self-love everything opens up everything mm -hmm. and i'm not talking about the love that we sometimes misconstrued in relationships you know like jealousy is not love right <coughs> need is not love i need you so much no that's not love mm -hmm. love is something that we feel in a pure sense within ourselves and it is a gift to the others. This is our truth. 
for me. It certainly yeah. did. And to live in a loving life this every day in meditation and healing. Um, healings energize me. A lot of people. Mm -hmm. yes. I've just done 20 healings uh, and I'm exhausted. For me, it's to go run a marathon or something to get this Because yes. it's, it's, it's filling you up as well yeah. as the participants. Yes. After my so, sound baths, I get so energized. I can't I sleep. I feel energized too after your sound baths in like a really clear way. When I drive from Long Beach back to Los Angeles, I feel so like clear and bright and like in a energized way, like, like you're describing as well. So Indeed. I'm curious about Ilaria, Ilaria, because I don't know what this is for, in your work, and I'm super curious about it. What are, it's, is it telluric energies? To, how do you say that? And what are those energies associated with the earth and planets, and how do they affect us? This is a very ancient um, energy. Um, telluric is how it's pronounced. Telluric, thank you. Telluric. Yeah. When we... Um, when we look at all of the major churches, monuments, the pyramids, all around the planet, um, Stonehenge, <clears throat> they're all built on intersections of telluric energy. Got it. Okay. For now, there's, there's like a web of these around our planet. And it's viable yes. and it's scientifically measured. Because if you ever have used uh, divining rods, which are nothing more than a couple of bent metal coke hangers in the shape of an L, you hold them out and pointing them slightly down and forward so they wobble in your hands and you walk. And as soon as you hit a telluric energy line, they turn inwards and meet. Wow, yes. Now, even in, even in America, in your ancient, uh, well, not ancient, so even like in the 1800s, <laughs> you had uh, the sleepy little cowboy in Indian town, you know, with, with street lamps and, you know, oil lamps and, and houses and the choo-choo train that, you know, goes through the, the town. And, uh, and then yes. everybody's got horses and carts. But somehow at the train station, there's a telegraph machine running on electricity. And... Where was the power station? Where was the electricity being generated? There wasn't any power station. Tesla hadn't built his yet. So somehow this, this telegraph system was getting electricity from somewhere. And when you hear the stories of, oh, then, just, then train tracks have to go through then their hills, and you can look this up on the National Ge Geological website and go into the historical records. What they okay. have, was people walking with uh, divining rods, picking up where the telluric lines were, mm -hmm. and then they were uh, digging a hole, <clears throat> excuse me, and, yeah. and putting earth batteries, which is basically a cast iron bucket with a copper and zinc plate, running <clears throat> electricity to power the telegraph system. Okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. So no, no, is it? Um, an energetic field, but it's also an electromagnetic field. And the pyramids were conduct, con, uh, conductive devices for this. 
Mm-hmm. And the ancient cultures had this as a form of healing energy, which they channeled. And so sensitivity for this telluric energy is what you can develop as a human. We have it. It's all there. Yeah. And when we connect to Mother Earth energy through our root chakra, mm-hmm. we can this telluric energy of the energy of the planet. You know, I love this. And before our show today, I went to my favorite park in New Orleans. I only had a few moments. The park is called Audubon Park. And there's one oak tree that's a couple of hundred years old at least. And I call her the mother tree. I just feel her mothering energy. And I haven't, I've been away from New Orleans for, um, for a, almost six months and I went I just wanted to go sit on this beautiful branch that swoops down and it kind of rocks and I just Mm -hmm. did that for a few minutes before our show and I really felt like I feel her energy it's it's more profound than a lot of the other trees and different I can feel their energy too so thank you for talking about that I'm feeling through this tree and the earth into my own body and heart yes quite so yes very likely if it's an old tree like that it's part of its nutritional feed is probably coming from a telaric line that it's sitting mm. on. There could also be an underground aquifer near that tree that's providing its nutrition as well. And aquifers and telaric lines tend to go together very well. There's one underneath the Great Pyramid of Giza. There's a huge aquifer wow. um, which they knew would work because as the Nile raises and lowers, it generates this telaric energy. And they were tapping into it with the uh, the granite blocks that they were using. That's so, awesome. Yes, it's also uh, all animals tap into it as well. The animal kingdom, they know more than we. <laughs> they really do. Um, do you work with animals as well in your practice? Yes, I, I do. Dabble in a little bit of animal whispering. Uh, a few clients, you know, bring their pets to me. Um, pets are a wonderful reflection of the owner. It's uncanny yes. how they, they telepathically communicate with each other. And mm-hmm. you see a person's dog a walking a dog, the dog and that person, you know, you go, oh, this, they have the character that's the same. Yes, yes. Right? right. Sometimes they even look alike, I notice, yeah. in a way. They resemble they, each other, even. They mimic each other because they, they have to communicate without words. Mm-hmm which is bringing back the telepathic connection, which we can also nurture within ourselves as a human species as well. But with our pets, yes, and when, and when the pets are struggling with something, um, maybe an illness or an issue, or maybe the owner just gave them the wrong name. You know, it's, you yeah. know I didn't listen to the pet's telepathic communication with me. And then just read its energy the same way I read any human energy. So I'm curious, as we're approaching the (laughs) ending of our time together, this episode, what is something that you're excited about that you'd like to share with people that, um, you know, is next for you? Maybe something you haven't done yet, but you're thinking of it and, um, yeah, is there anything like that that just kind of struck me as we're sitting together right now? Anything on the horizon? 
Yes. Um, well, I converted a portion of my house, or I'm in, almost in the process of finishing that actually, to uh, a divine goddess temple and sanctuary. And it's going to have, it's ha it has a, a lovely Persian Indian theme to it. Beautiful. And in this environment, um, I want to really nurture and encourage the tantric ecstatic dance energy where we can as, as females really bring that energy out mm -hmm. and share it in, in the safety of other females um yes. and this is a, a new journey for me but i feel that it's a perfect complement to the sound energy healing that i've been doing um and it's a wonderful way to clear the blockages and, and just really exult in the energy of, of, of yourself as an empowered female. Yes. And because we should move into a matriarchal society. We, we've done the patriarchal society for a while. We're due for a matriarchal society. Women are the creators. And, and, and we should embrace that empowerment now, especially now we're in the age of Aquarius. Mm -hmm. So. This, this is my new path. I'm going to be focusing a lot more on ecstatic dance. I will, of course, continue the energy healing, the crystal energy readings that I do uh, with people, as well as the sound baths. But the garden sanctuary, obviously, today with the pouring rains closed. Right. So the, the indoor space would be uh, welcome to those who are, of course, fully vaccinated and, and don't have any symptoms of COVID. But, um, thank you for asking. No, yes. And besides going for people, listeners and viewers to go to balancethelight.com, your website, what is your social media? How would you like people to reach out? And what, like for people listening and interested, what can they do next to connect with you? Well, my social media is basically my name uh, with a B in the middle, uh, Ilaria B. Bordignon. And that's I-L-A-R. I-A-B, and then B-O-R-D-I-G-N-O-N. And they can also reach me by email at healing at balance the light, all one word, balance the light.com. So healing at balance the light.com is a wonderful way to reach me. If you're curious about my modalities, if you'd like to learn about them, or if you, in fact, do require uh, a healing journey and you wish to embrace your true life path, I'd be more than happy to be a guiding light for your healing and guiding life path. And do you do remote the in-person healings and sessions in Long Beach? Um, yes, I do in-person uh, for the vaccinated and um, Zoom or remote. Um, okay that uh, do require healing from a distance. Um, Good. So that's, yeah. Good, I'll put that in the show notes. Just for someone listening, they might not be in the Long Beach, Los Angeles area, so mm -hmm. they can still work with you regardless of geography, which I think is awesome. Indeed. Yeah. Energy knows no distance. <laughs> exactly. It knows no distance, time, space, geography, because we're all connected in that way. 
Yes. <laughs> and then lastly, Ilaria, when I started the show and I know I felt led to talk about this is the last episode of 2021. I was delighted when I realized earlier it's with you today. And I wondered what you can offer our listeners and viewers if they want to do something to end this year and start the next one. What would you offer that someone can do? Well, you mentioned at the beginning, um, opening yourself up to your wishes and manifestations for the new year, which is wonderful. Uh, the, the secret for me and the way I have manifested and the way I teach others is not to simply say, I would like to have this or I'd like to have that. That goes into the background. The most important way to manifest is to imagine how having those things will make you feel. Yes. And concentrate <laughs> on that feeling of already having them, like the joy of having a soulmate or the joy of having a new home and its comfort. What would that comfort be like? What will the carpets feel like underfoot? What, what would the embrace of your future soulmate feel like? What would, what would their skin feel like? And how would their voice be? These are the things that open the heart chakra to receiving the abundance. Mm -hmm. So, Write your list out, but then feel it. Thank you for that. Yes, that's such an important component. And I felt led to ask you to share um, your perspective on this. Thank you. You're welcome. Ilaria, I love you and appreciate you. And I'm so glad the universe has put us together. And I'm delighted to have you in my life and the gifts that you have brought. Thank you. You're very welcome, Lisa. And I wish you a happy new year. Y'all, that concludes today's show. I <coughs> really appreciate um, just everything this year has brought to me in my life. The new connections with you as my listener and my viewer. I thank you for the emails and the reviews. And I encourage you to keep that up to review All Things Therapy on iTunes or wherever you listen. Um, I've gotten some YouTube messages. Thank you. I'm at NOLA Therapy everywhere. All of my love and blessings to you as we conclude 2021 and launch into a beautiful new year of 2022. Goodbye. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir.